details today in the grisly murders of a local family found earlier this week. I didn't want to move here. We couldn't afford to live in the old house anymore. Plus, the new story I'm writing is here. Is the story a good one this time? I'm going to write the best book that anybody's ever read. I got a really good feeling about this. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. Family hanging out. Barbecue seven nine. That's the family who lived here. You think these are serial murders? I don't know. First one I found dates back to the 60s. The only link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a pagan deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children. I have never been onto something this big before. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another Halloween marathon review for you. This is the show for the month of October where I invite guests, whether that's members from the Cinemania World team or from film Twitter or YouTubers, to invite them to the show. They pick a horror movie for us to review, and we talk about it in full. So yesterday we had Basket Case with uh, Nikki from Trivial Theater. That was really fun. And now today I have one of my, one of my best friends from the Cinemania World team and YouTube, Alex Madden. Alex, what's up, brother? What is going on? Finally back on some episodes lately. I feel yes, I feel happy. Sir. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back on here. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing a little tired, good. but you know, uh, yeah. disturbed. Same. We'll we'll say Same. that. Uh, Same. Yeah, I know. We're supposed to do this on Thursday, but um, stuff happens and stuff. But yeah. you watched a movie. You got a couple of days for it to marinate. I've watched this movie a thousand times. Um, but let's get into it. Let's tell the listeners what you chose and why uh i chose sinister uh yes. because it was the first time watch i had heard about its reputation i had known about some of the snuff films in it like the lawnmower scene the opening scene uh i didn't know about any of the other scares like i didn't know like when he's watching well spoilers i guess for sinister yeah it's a, just a just a, a disclaimer everyone these reviews i say it in every every review that we do for the halloween marathon uh these reviews are spoiler heavy um because they're usually usually the guests i choose pick movies that i've seen already or that that have been out for a while so you've been yeah. warned spoiler warnings for sinister if you haven't seen it please go watch it it's a great movie yeah. but go ahead it's it's yeah it's it's a great movie but i hate it at the same time uh okay. <laughs> mostly mostly because it's disturbing but yeah like as i was saying like i i hadn't known that there were like little things like oh the sun just wakes up in a box it's like what the fuck was he doing in a box or like mm-hmm. oh when he's watching like when he's trying to like uh when Ellison's trying to figure out like what's going on, he's investigating. He has that image of Boogle on the screen, and then Boogle just moves. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, it's one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen, and I hate it. But I also love it because it's so effective at doing that. It's a great movie. It, this was when um, I always say that around this time, this Sinister came out in 2012. So yeah. this was. 
this was for me around the time where horror started to get a resurgence. Yeah, a little bit just because if you go from like 2005 to 2010 all you really got is shitty remakes and shitty movies you have like the you have a good one couple of good ones sprinkled in there like paranormal activity one two and three and some other like obscure ones but you for the majority at least mainstream horror was like on a down slope, you know? Yeah. Um, 2011 Which, is when I think Insidious came along in 2011. Uh, I'll, uh, 2000, I'll, I'll fact check that real quick. Yeah. Let me, let me, yeah. 2010 was Insidious, right? So 2010. Uh, yeah, 2010. Was, yep. 2010 was when I felt like horror started to come back a little bit. You had Insidious. 2011 was Scream 4 that I absolutely love. And Mm -hmm. then 2012 was Sinister. And 2013 was The Conjuring. So we had a really good slew of new new fresh horror movies coming back out and making a return um i never saw this in theaters i actually saw this at home once it was like out on demand and stuff and i thought it was so terrifying so let's get into some of your thoughts on the movie yeah so uh just going back to what you were saying about like horror in general like i feel like that was a big reason why i was never huge into horror like it wasn't because i was like never scared of like it wasn't because i was scared of the horror movies it was just like i like i've heard like horror movies are just stupid so like when i first Mm -hmm. met you that's when i really started to get back into the genre but yeah sinister itself uh this movie is disturbing as shit uh i did not watch this late at night and i'm glad i didn't because i think if i had watched it like right before bed i would have been like having nightmares and like up all night yeah. um that's how he was when you and i both saw hereditary that night <laughs> yeah you know? basically oh my god yeah oh no yeah exactly especially art house horror movies like that where like the last act just completely like disturbs the living shit out of you yeah uh yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i watched this uh first thing in the morning when i woke up mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i shut all the doors turned off all the lights because i was like i wanted to kind of feel like it's at night and right away like immediately disturbed even though i had known what the opening scene was where it was this mm-hmm. family standing under a tree but yet you slowly see them being lifted off the ground because a branch breaks and it's like used as a pulley system to hang them from the tree branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately disturbed and just an unsettling feeling throughout the entire rest of the movie. Here's the thing. The snuff films in this movie, there's three things with them. One. But listen, before you go to the snuff films, um, I will say, I said this yesterday in a post on, on I, I said, I did a tweet yesterday about horror openings. The mm-hmm. Sinister is like top yeah. five horror openings because Definitely. there's no soundtrack, there's no dialogue, there's no acting. It's just four people getting hung and then the title card. Yeah. I think that is think it was so brilliant to kick off a movie like that and that kind of wait just to add to the movie. Because as soon as that's over, you go to the family. And then at the end of the movie, they show the aftermath of that first scene. So yeah, I just want to exactly. practice how much I love. I love me a good horror. If you can just like, set the pace right off the right. bat. 
Yeah, if you can just set the pace right off the bat when you're a horror movie, like The Conjuring does that so well. The opening shot is the like, Annabelle's eyes, which is so good. Right, and right. then uh, screen, of course, Scream's iconic opening, the Halloween opening. Like, I love great horror openings because you have to start the movie off with a bang. You just have to. Right, right. So um, I absolutely, I absolutely love Sinister's opening. The cold kind of scary just opening shot of poor people getting hung and it's like slowly no camera cuts or anything right. it's so it's, creepy. yeah so it, creepy. It, like what makes it even more disturbing and this is what i was actually gonna talk about too there's like three or four things that make these snuff films am i allowed to say snuff is the fbi watching um or listening um <laughs> um so yeah the like three or four things that make these snuff films like freaking disturbing is a like you're watching like grainy like old films so it makes it feel more which kind of leads into b like me makes it feel more authentic and realistic like the fact that you're actually watching a snuff film like somebody like actually filmed a murder scene and you're watching it third these movies have like musical scores in them which is fucking terrifying and then and then uh, the next, my next point is that you like you feel as if you're the one committing the murder when you know that there's mm-hmm. an external force that is committing these murders. And then when you go further into the movie mm-hmm. and you learn what this is, it makes it even more creepy when you find out that it's like, oh, these kids are actually killing their families in brutal yet creative. I'll say I will say creative, but brutal yeah. and sadistic ways. Like, it just makes it that much more terrifying and unsettling and disturbing, which is what makes this movie work so well for me. And it's why I hate it, because I hate watching this shit, but it's it's brilliant. Like, I love it. It is. I think it's I, I think it was I think it's done so well um as far as how they do everything. Um Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like um going into the when they when you watch the movie, it, it does start off a little slow. But yeah. I like it because I think it has great pacing because it has to up. set the yeah it has to set the pace for what's to come and uh, it has to show you what these what this family's kind of going through the wife and uh, you know you, you can kind of see I want to talk about um, Ethan Hawke yeah Ethan he's Hawke's really so good. good he's so good in this movie and it's sad what kind of his relationship is with his wife in this movie because yeah. she kind of she kind of gives him an ultimatum at the beginning of the movie because you you know he used to be a really acclaimed writer uh then he like you know then this is what happens to most writers like as far as for books you had mm-hmm. that one book that like really really popped off and then you have another book that doesn't really do well another book that doesn't do well so now he's kind of he has to move to a smaller home and have to like you know make another hit for his family again because exactly. his family is depending on him. So I love that aspect of the story. And then yep. you kind of watch his descent into madness as he's getting obsessed with the story, with this story of like this family that that was killed and murdered, mm-hmm. and the little girl that was missing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just I think that all I says that's why I think the pacing is done so well in the yeah. opening of the movie as far as like setting up his character setting up setting up the desperateness of his character and his family um and stuff like that and then the first no, i haven't so i watched this a few weeks ago again mm-hmm. uh, but not recently so it's not like everything is not in my head right now but right. the what was the first snuff film that he watched wasn't I, it the uh i think it was uh 
Was it the one where the family's burned in the car? No, I don't think it was that one. I think it was the one. Was, was it the one when they were slit when their throats were slit? No, that was later something? on. That was later on. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of what the snuff films were because there's the, the lawnmower. wasn't a lawnmower. No, lawnmower that was, was that was later. like the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one. I think it was. Was it the one when they were drowning? It might have been the one mm. where they were drowning. Okay. I know that because okay. I know that the, I no I. Uh, what was the first? I don't think the first one was the one that they were drowning. Because I remember when it got to that point in the movie, I was like, "Oh, I'm I." I remember saying, "I'm unaware of this." Because I, as I said, I had known the reputation of this movie and yeah. like that it was like snuff films. But I was unaware when it got to the first one. I was unaware of like which one it was. So it, it, I, I forget which one it was. Maybe it was the drowning one. I'm doing some um digging, some, some, Inve- yeah, invest. Some- in- investigative reporting investigative journalism uh so it looks like it looks like the pool party was the first one and then the barbecue okay um you know what the one that i really liked the one i really liked was the one where uh the 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 one where like it has that creepy ass fucking song in the background oh yeah was it the was it the um let me go back into my sir i want to get that all right so i actually have a i actually have a clip right here of uh, the um the barbecue scene which i thought it was very very symbolic had it's called barbecue and then they kind of get burned in that car yeah you know yeah so it's so creepy so look at the transition i don't know if you're going to be able people are going to be able to hear this but here's the transition you go from like nice pretty can you hear this i can hear it yeah Okay, listen, listen. That that scene is fucking incredible. Yeah, it is. Just because it's so scary. I watched this movie like a thousand times, and even then, when like the transition goes from like when they're all happy and hanging out to like the creepy like murder or whatever, yeah. it's so haunting to me that I I really cannot watch Sinister at night because it's just so fucked up. Yeah. Um. And and like he doesn't tell his wife about it, but then he starts to get a little bit haunted because just weird things start happening to him. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is also when he's in the when he's like creeping out the house. The house is all creepy and um he's like he's like walking around with like a badge and like, the, see, the ghost, that's yeah the that's, ghost of the kids that, like kind of playing with them in the it's, background is so good it's not necessarily the kids that like i don't like the the parts where he is walking around the house though with a baseball bat like late at night and a flashlight i'm not a huge fan of because i just think they're really repetitive uh-huh Okay, it, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's like that's like my one complaint with Sinister. I'm just like, there's too many of those scenes where he's just walking through the house with a baseball bat. It's not so much of like I I hate what he sees. It's just him, just like wait, he's just got a baseball bat again. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I um, it's a good note that the director of this movie is Scott Derrickson. Yeah. Who's yeah. Uh, responsible for uh, Doctor Strange. And stuff, and I was so I remember being so excited when they got him for director, and then I saw Doctor Strange. It's fine, but like I really wanted like some of those horror elements from him, and and this is I listen. He he was told he was told like it's kind of like some controversial what happened with him in Marvel because mm-hmm. uh, he was told that they were that yeah we want to we want you to do like a horror version of Doctor Strange, and that movie was so kind of goofy. Yeah. Well. Um, 
I like it. I, I I like him, but like you know, um, his his horror movies are really are usually for the most part really pretty like pretty good. I didn't like Deliver Us from Evil, but I did uh, like. Yeah, Sinister. it was kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. The Exorcist, the Exorcism of Emily Rose is very underrated. So, Still um, yeah, seen great that. director, and he's and his uh his work in this movie is really really done well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this movie. Like I really do. Like I I really don't have any qualms with it. Um, the ending is sad. Like yeah, just like the. Um, the reveals and everything at the end is sad. Well, the bet one of the the best not, like Super Eight film is for me is definitely the Lawnmower because I did not see that. Yeah, coming. see, I've watched that. Um, I've, I've watched it on YouTube like a, a few times, like just to prepare myself for this movie. And then like yeah. I I never jumped, but then when I watched this movie the other day, like because that because right you have as, like a jump scare. Yeah, like right as like like I didn't I, I there was no jump like there was the jump scare when I was watching it on YouTube but it's like I knew I knew it was coming like I knew that some guy's face was going to get run over but it was like yeah. I think I was I think I was just like watching it on a big screen with like a loud loud TV like it was even mm-hmm. like it scared me even more than I thought it was going to even though I knew that jump scare was coming cuz I had seen the scene before so like I jumped at that scene when yeah, it's a great happened. scene. Um, yeah, it's all that's great. And then they have um, one last thing. One, he figures he figures out one last thing, and then that's when he that's when they try to move. They try to move at the end of the movie, which was a bad end, idea. <laughs> which was a really bad idea. Um, then that the whole that the last scene of um the last scene of Sinister, I really really do love. Like I love so much that last scene because. Um, you know, he's like, he's trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. The cop calls him. Uh, he finds those tapes upstairs again. Extended um, cut endings. Well, when it said extended cut endings, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. What? And then all of the endings, all of the endings were the kids getting revealed, being revealed as the killers, which, which I and, thought, um, which I thought so was going to be like, I thought it was actually going to be like way worse. I thought it was going to show like more killings. I was like, Oh fuck, please. No. Yeah. It was the killers at the end of the movie. It was the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the kids were the, um, ones responsible and yep. the hanging is so creepy. Cause the little girl like starts swinging on one of the dead. People. Yeah. That was like, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? The movie is so fucked up. Like it's so fucked up of a movie. I don't think it gets a lot of credit because it's not fucked up in the sense of like it's bloody and uh, it's fucked up because of the the events that are happening in the movie. Yeah, which is crazy because they like they thought that like even with all this content in the movie, they thought this could get a PG thirteen, but like it's rated R because it's so goddamn disturbing and creepy. No, yeah, I can't imagine being a PG thirteen. There's not much. There's not. There's not really. There's there's no. There's like little swearing. There's no nudity. No sex. No. No blood. I mean, maybe like maybe the blood on like the drawings and the little girl at the end. Like, I mean, well, that's the slit, it. the slit, the slit one. Yeah, you know, when he that put, one. You know, good night or whatever. Oh, when they when they had the dog in that one, I was like, you better not fucking kill that dog. I was like, I will yeah, oh forever God. hate this movie if they kill that dog. Luckily, they did. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the uh, the movie ends with him with him getting. He got uh he got drugged by the daughter about to making his coffee, which was a nice little nice little uh kind of in the foreshadow in the beginning of the movie when she mm-hmm. makes his coffee for the first time. Mm-hmm. She makes it is a little good a note that says good night, daddy. He falls out and then that's it. So yeah. and then her her snuff film was called what was it? it was House painting. Something. House painting. Oh fuck. I know, <laughs> so, right? Oh. <laughs> um. 
So yeah, so then she it, then she I it she, we didn't see it, but she has an axe. Yeah, so thank you, like, yeah, thank God we didn't see that. I think it, I think it does. I think it means more when you don't see it. Exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. All their heads got cut off. And yeah. that was it. Listen, Sinister uh, yeah. is so great. I get so angry. Like one of these days, like I, I just have to just ask Scott Derrickson, how do he feel about them doing Sinister 2? Sinister 2 is such bullshit. Because that's what I've heard. I've heard things yeah. that like studios do where it, studios do this all the time where they have a popular first film, but the director movie. only intended for that movie to be a to be a first film and that's like a it. Standalone, you know, yeah. a standalone movie, but studios are so fucking obsessed with the idea of sequels and stuff, and so they made a sinister two, which doesn't even make like doesn't even make that's sense. They did it. Yeah. One of the worst horror movies that I've ever seen. It's so shitty, so, so bad, and I get so angry about that. You know. So you want to you want to know something? What? Blumhouse wants a crossover between Sinister and Insidious, and he wants to call it In Sinister. Is that a real story? Are you kidding? There's, it says, if you go on Wikipedia, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because it's Wikipedia, but it says, future, potential crossover sequel. Prior to the release of Insidious, the last key, Jason Blum stated that a crossover film between Sinister and the Insidious series had previously been in development, tentatively titled In Sinister, and that he personally believed it, it had potential for re-entering it, saying we're going to cross our worlds at some point. Ridiculous, just yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's the work. So there, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely films that just work by themselves, like it, like that don't need sequels. Like I feel like Insidious, I feel like you could get away with a sequel, especially with like how it ended. They did, but then, but it wasn't like a bullshit sequel. Exactly, it wasn't like a studio sequel where like the, exactly. the director and no one involved from the first one could come back. The Insidious Two wasn't like a. It was just it a wasn't cash like grab. A, yeah, it wasn't like a, a studio. I, I call Sinister 2 in the realm of studio sequels and yeah. stuff. Because, listen, in City Chapter 2 came out, James Wan is still the director, still mm-hmm. the writer and all that stuff. So it's like, it's fine. But when they do the when they do the whole thing of like, of, of oh, my God, the director doesn't want to come back. Let's, like when they did like Triple X with like Ice Cube. Like, what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like I hate that so much. I hate when I hate I hate when uh I hate when 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 um movies do that. It's so ridiculous to me. I heard so, I heard I heard in the second one they show Boogle way too much. Yeah, and that's the, the like the 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 Bagul like creature or character. He's supposed to be this mysterious kind of entity who just kind of looms over the kids doing these horrific murders. And now he's like he became like a character in the next movie. Oh, it was God. so I watched Mister Two once, and I was just so like just so infuriated. Oh, it's God. like if they did Conjuring Two, and it would be called like Conjuring Two, and it's directed by Michael Bay or bullshit. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, who? Who knows? Conjuring three might end up the same way. We don't know. Yeah, because at least listen. I heard that James Wan gave his blessing to whoever the director is for that movie. I think the the director is the one that did uh, the Curse of La Llorona. Yep. And I'm not it a is. fan of I'm La not, Llorona. I'm not either. <laughs> um, there's some good like horror elements in that movie, but for the most part, it's literally like a ripoff of all. This was La Llorona is when I really start to feel like the Conjuring universe became very samey. 
the yep. same kind of jump scares, the same kind of creature models, the same kind of like scenes, like literally the Ayarona, like there's like 80 scenes that are like just the same. Yeah. Um, I think I think if if I have to go back to La Llorona, um, I I probably only like the car scene and the one with the little girls like underwater, like you know, in the in the yeah film. yeah those yeah. Two scenes were great. Everything else was trash. So, um, and 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 it's it's like a especially like a Mexican hot like scary folktale, and they they put it they gave it to like a white family. It made no sense. So, um, yeah, yeah he's doing. He, I think he's the guy that's doing uh conjuring three the title the title was already taking me out of it the devil made me what i hate I, it's uh, i hate when sequels do that when it's like conjuring conjuring 2 and then the conjuring the devil maybe you randomly have like a subtitle like where's the subtitle for the second one this is so stupid so uh besides that sinister is great one of my favorite horror movies of, of all time i absolutely love it it's like at least top 10 on my favorite horror movie scale so yeah. um thank, yeah. thank you for choosing sinister because i loved it yeah. i never did a review on it so I'm glad yeah I to do a review for you're that. welcome I, I i had to get this movie out of my system because i think it's still haunting me like just like just like looking at the blu-ray i'm like do i keep yeah. this and let it collect oh, dust on my bookshelf so or do i just or, or do i so yeah good. i was like do i let this collect dust on my bookshelf or do i throw it away and never think about it again even though i loved it yeah it's great it's a great it's, it's, <laughs> it's a that really type of movie movie. Honestly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great film, and I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Sinister. So, um, all right, everyone. That being said, that is it for this review. I really appreciate you guys for listening. Alex, once again, as always, for yep, uh, coming on the show. You yep. can. And thank you, everyone. That is it. Um, I'll be back soon enough with another show. Still trying to confirm if it's going to happen or not, but just stay tuned. Uh, Alex, why don't you let everyone know they can follow you? Uh, you can find me on my official website at alexmaddenmovies.mystrikingly.com. Uh, all my social media links are there, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Stardust, uh, working mm-hmm. on Letterboxd. I uh, don't really tweet all that much, but when I do, I try and tweet stuff that I like and funny stuff, if mostly retweets. Uh, so, yeah. All right, and uh, thank you, sir, as always. And with that being said, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94 and the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. I was out. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Adios.